Welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Here in the cold chill of January, we're here to bring some warmth into your ears via the means of audio, um, via the means of comics. So, welcome back. All of these things to- have nothing to do with warmth and temperature. No, that's not necessarily true because we could inspire warmth in people. Ah, oh, you're talking and about I, emotional warmth. I, I, let's leave that vague so I can fall back on that mm-hmm. just in case people aren't warm physically by listening to this, but are warm emotionally. Welcome. We're here to build a superhero from scratch uh, via improvisation and whatever creative juices we can suck out of ourselves in these cold, uh, uninspiring months. But it's okay, because we are constantly inspired, aren't we, Josh? Yeah, I'm constantly inspired, always. Where do you get your ideas from, Josh? Um, It's a very good question. I'm not really ever entirely sure. (laughs) I know Jade loves that question a lot. I do hate that question a lot. Where do you get your ideas from, Jade? Um, from the comic I've been reading this week. And what's that? I'm I, I'm kidding. I was just trying to steer it back to what we should be doing. Well, <laughs> guess what? You're going to fall on your sword here and tell us okay. what you've been reading. Well, I have done a boo-boo and I'm going to recommend someone I've already recommended. But I feel because I'm recommending something else that they've done, it counts. Definitely. I think so. So... I finally got around to reading uh, Tilly Walden's full-length graphic novel, Spinning, which is an autobiographical uh, graphic novel, that's a mouthful, um, all about figure skating, which, I mean, everyone's on a Yuri on Ice high right now, so <laughs> I imagine this is doing very well. Mm. But yeah, it's a really great autobiography. Um, it, it has the same kind of uh, feeling of sort of angst and... Uh, romance and emotional high that all of her other short comics have but it's really nice to have like a really meaty one to get into sure Um, and the fact that it's very clearly about her is what sets it apart from all of her fictional fare Um, so it's about figure skating but specifically about her time as a teenager uh, spent figure skating as an individual and in a group oh okay so it's like both sides yeah, so she started, I, I thought it would just be about individual skating, and like really serious. But um, what's great is that it actually shows kind of the effect on like players mentality in both of those situations. Cool. So she started out as like a um, high tier athlete and she was being coached in this really strict group in a highly professional uh, rink. Mm-hmm. And then her family has to move. And she, there's this kind of funny uh, sequence where she's like, it can't be here, the mall, really? And apparently there's like a rink within the mall. So they have to walk through like all the shops and like often the teammates just kind of go and grab pretzels on the way mm-hmm. and to uh, to and from class and stuff. Mm. So instantly it feels less professional and she's immediately kind of put off. Okay. And it's kind of an examination of like why she even bothers to ice skate why is she doing this because it's really strenuous um there's all those typical feelings of you know teenagers doing sports have like i want to win i want to be better than everyone else but also i want to make friends and i want to talk to people who are into the same things as i am but on top of this this is also about her growth into her sexuality 
Mm. And so this is a really great examination of uh, how her feelings of lesbianism kind of get stirred up by interactions with teammates, early coaches. There's this really lovely sequence where she talks about one of her very first coaches being the reason she carried on with figure skating just because she liked being hugged by her coach when she did well. And it's not like this kind of lewd, perverted thing. It's just like nice. She just felt nice when someone paid attention to her, you know? Mm. And it has like a really rough relationship with her mother as like a sub plot as well. So yeah, it's all really complicated. (laughs) Neat. Complicated ice skating drama with an autobiographical twist. Is it really a twist if it's autobiographical? Mm, Not really. Well, I've got a little bit autobiographical too. Um, I've picked up a graphic memoir that um, I did I did read it a while ago, but I saw it on the shelf and I was like, I remember you, pretty book. So I've been reading uh, Tomboy by Liz Prince, which is uh, her uh, autobi- autobiography, which it's folks... It's a mouthful, is- isn't it? It's actually a really <laughs> hard word to say. It, it's got some odd sounds following one another. So it's an autobiography biography uh mainly following uh liz's childhood where she um deals with sort of complicated feelings about her gender and uh how society interprets her as a person and the clothes she wears and the activities she partakes in and it's it's real interesting actually because you'd expect something like this to be quite um quite definite and be being all um we expect you to look like this therefore you're this but it's way more nuanced of an examination than that um just because it draws on a lot of personal experiences about uh sort of which almost like which dress she's wearing at what time but it's never that simple it's always a combination of the two and, you certainly you know, didn't make it sound simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those cases where, at its core, it's simple. It's just people being people. And that's where a lot of frustration comes from with Liz. It's just her trying to be herself. But, of course, society puts um, weird um, pressures on her, especially as a kid where you don't quite get it, where you just want to um, wear really broad trousers of course um she's a 90s kid so you got a lot of that 90s aesthetic you got your big trousers your big hats and a very uh sort of loose sketchy black and white art style which is almost childish in itself so again it sort of puts you in that uh, mindset but i i i do love this book i do love it I, i like how let me it sounds good as well (laughs) <laughs> I mean that's that's what you want from a book. The was same, that you right? flipping the book in desperation? No, no. <laughs> this is the portion of the podcast where we now just flick through our books. Yes. It's like, oh, how does that how does that sound? Does the book sound good? Yes or no? J- Jade, how does uh, spinning sound? It's it's too far away from me. It's like all the way <laughs> over there on the shelf. Well, it's a, it's a very graceful book, so it doesn't have much of a, a tone to it. <laughs> yes, it flips silently. <laughs> But yes, I um, Liz tells her story very deftly, I think, especially with various complicated feelings and um, 
I really like it. I'm, I'm just going to stop there. Just just okay. all together. Just the entire yeah. podcast. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Cut that out, Josh. Um, <laughs> which which bit? <laughs> Everything all passed, I'll stop it. there. <laughs> so, Josh. Leave all of this in. <laughs> no, please don't. Josh, save Hello. me. What, what have you been reading? I have not been reading an autobiographical comic. He did Dang. See, that was smooth. I just had to, like, cough a lung out, and then it just smoothly <laughs> just went... Mm-hmm. This week, I've been reading uh, Golden Kamui by Satoru Noda. Ooh. I've been seeing a lot about that. Yeah, I've been wanting to read this. Yeah, I've seen it all over the Twitter sphere and decided to follow suit and uh, pick it up. It's a really cool story about a Russo-Japanese veteran called uh, Saichi Sugimoto. Once again, if if I mispronounce a single word, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm no good with pronunciations. And a young Ainu girl. And they're basically... <laughs> I wanted to say, like, they're on an adventure. But they're not really on an adventure. They're on, like, a quest to track down a bunch of tattooed men. Uh-huh. And these tattoos, turns out they're actually, when all flayed out, uh, form a map to a bunch of gold. Oh, nice. And it's basically those two kind of going through the forest. And it's basically those two looking for these men and getting the gold. Mm. What I like most about this story at the moment is actually the amount of kind of information I'm getting. Okay. Um, it goes in real deep to do with the Ainu. Like, all of their history. It goes into, like, all of their tools, like, what they're used for, how they're used for. And it's all about that, just that culture that I'm really enjoying. Mm. And, I mean, it also helps that it's got really good action. The art is lovely and... It has this really nice gag where if you see an animal on the cover of the chapter, chances are the next page flip, they have hunted that animal and they're going to show you how to prepare it for food. <gasps> Oof. All right. Um, so I have a really nice picture of um, one of the main characters with like a rabbit. Next page, the rabbit's just laying dead on the floor. Oh. Beautiful. So actually, that is probably a good disclaimer. They do go into quite a big, big bit of detail about how to prepare and like skin animals. So maybe if you're squeamish, maybe don't go for it. They do eat a lot of brains in this. Yeah, heads up on that. Neat. So we've got two sort of delicate, beautiful <laughs> autobiographies and a hunting manual. Do you know, a hunting manual is not a bad <laughs> description. Oh, Jesus, is that bad? No, no. Is... Or that graphic? Mm. Mm. I got the impression that it might have been like kind of bride story in that it has like a lot of focus on like the culture and how they survive. Is it, would that be fair to say? Yeah, that is a fair assumption to make, actually. Cool. Yeah. Neato. So, some beautiful recommendations there for comics for all people, especially if you uh, like hunting and discovering yourself. Now, if you want to discover... No, that's a bad segue. No, they've already discovered us. That's how they got here. Mm. There you go. But if you want to help other people discover us... Okay, that, that works better. Yeah. Then you can really help us out by leaving a review on itunes if you do that then will we be pushed up the rankings a little bit you know those those fabled itunes rankings little do any of us know really how they work uh you can help us with that mystery tour but we also help you because every uh review that is left the name that is left on that review we will turn them into a superhero so it could be you if you give us some nice words and a few stars so you too can be a hero now let's make a hero dog gone let's God damn it, let's make a hero. So, okay. Jade. Yes. Jade. Um mm. I was listening to our retrospective, our back pacifon, because of course I I I needed to pick me up. And what was one of your BBRP resolutions for this year? Oh god. N- now you're implying um, that Jade has listened back to the episode herself. I have not. <laughs> Let me inform you 
I no, listen, listen. This is how I treat this podcast. I invented a cool thing. Cool. Moving on. What's the next thing? Ah, the true spirit of the creative. Well, Jade's got it down. Josh and I I never look back, darling. Josh and I have yet to gain that level of enlightenment with our creations. So why don't you enlighten me? What was my own resolution? Because <laughs> I have fucking forgotten. You wanted to make more or to inject more romance into our heroes. Ah, I see, yes. So, what I found is the romance novel title generator. Oh, thank you for this gift. <laughs> to help you really stoke up those emotions. Yes. Um, so, it, we've all seen those really trashy, tatty, really hammed up romance novels that the, the, those 90s TV shows take a lot of piss out of. You know, with the hunks on the cover, with like a, a crashing wave or a, a, a man on a horse. Those style. Some sort of euphemism in the title. Yes. Yeah. Like the horn's end or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Can we make a superhero called the horn's end? Not hearing a lot of yeses for that. Uh, no, I'm already thinking about it. It's like, it's the the portion that makes me wonder. It's more of like a title. <laughs> it's really interesting. Well, speaking of titles, I'm going to generate eight. We'll set, we'll set aside the horns. Uh, the horn's end. God, the horn's end. We'll set that aside. So, use it later. one of yous, give me a number between one and eight. Seven. Seven. Ooh. Steamy. Did you, did you know that uh, whenever people ch- tend to choose numbers, seven is one of the most common ones you asked for? Really? Give me another number then. Oh, I was also going to ask for seven, so s- <laughs> stick with it. So, number seven, as I mentioned, is quite steamy, is the flower of the untamed night. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to assume that it's night as in N-I. Yes, it is. Could we make it K-N? Well, you're talking to Dean McKnight. So, of course, you can can do this superhero that's, you know, got like three quarters of my last name. Sure. See, for me, I heard that title and immediately pictured, for some reason, some sort of salsa dancer, you know, like, (laughs) like, just like in a dress that looks like a very... Like a big red flower or something mm, just course. floating around uh, very sexily. The flower of the untamed nights. But um <laughs> you, you you want some sort of like Mediterranean style superhero or first thoughts. Jane has shared hers. Uh Josh, what are you thinking? I, s- I slightly shared mine because I was considering the whole night hmm. K N. What if they are a salsa dancer or like Name me another... Is that the right term? That was the term that jumped into my head, but I could be... Or maybe you're thinking uh, flamenco? Flamenco! Yeah, something like that. I want flamenco. Because imagine a flamenco dancer, but under their dress, they have massive iron greaves and boots on. Is that anything? Yeah. Is that anything? Um, I was I was going to say, like, combine the two ideas. So, like, they can be a dancer in their daily life and... Badass flamenco like, night. Well, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so at night and then... But then they turn into the, the, the what was it? The untamed knight. Yes. Mm. Yes. Which is a truly wild dancer, but clanks Ooh. around. like. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe by day they are the flower, but by night they are the untamed knight. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's the flower of the untamed knight, isn't it? That of mm. is very powerful in this sentence. That's true. Hmm, maybe they are, well, a flower. Let's think of it less of, as a name, but more of a title or sort of oh hold on what if what if it's two people 
and they are a superhero team. Mm-hmm. And have you? I can't remember the name of this film, but there's like a famous '90s romance in which this woman and this man are doomed to like turn into animals during certain times of day. So like one's a wolf during the day, and one's the other's an eagle during the night, or something like that. That sounds dumb as hell. It-, <laughs> it was it was like super dumb, but like it's it's pretty much this kind. Is that, is that of like the animals? <laughs> We're not making animals as a superhero. No, but do you get what I'm saying? Like a, a tragic kind of torn apart mm. lovers type pair of heroes. Mm, yeah, I, I I like the idea of a pair. Mm. So like in order for one hero to use to to be around and use their powers, the other one has to vanish or some shit. Well, you see, what what if they are both the flower of the untamed night? Hear me out. What if one or the like they are both each other's flower? But they are both an untamed knight. Okay. So they're each the flower of an untamed knight. How do you mean? You're going to have to specify. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you got untamed knight one and untamed knight two, right? They're kissing. They're, they're, they're being mm-hmm. superheroes, but they're each other's flower, as in like a love, you know. My love, my flower. My petit chauffeur. Oui. But that. <laughs> you see what I mean here? Yes, I think they're so. They're both flowers, they're both untamed knights. They're both lovers. They have superpowers that allow them, when they're in close vicinity of each other, to use flower-based superpowers. No one stopped me from saying that bad idea. No, how's it a bad idea? What's a flower-based superpower? Well, flowers have lots of properties. Think of exotic flowers that can mm. be poisonous. You mean like in Jumanji where they... They can have... <laughs> no, there are real poisonous flowers, dude. Yeah, like J- Jumanji. Yeah, well, okay. or, or the like, flower like from Jumanji. Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, exactly. It bursts into song. <laughs> it's like, Seymour! <laughs> Feed me, Seymour! <laughs> okay, I like this. Um, let's get a little bit crazy with these untamed knights. Okay, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I might have something. Goes towards with the okay. two things, two people, even. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about like the flower that can induce something. Okay. Could Such as? Something that would untame a knight, perhaps. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they live in a world of knights, but these knights are like very, uh, very tough. They are like linked uh, to their monarch or whatever, to their queen or king and country and almost like hypnotized. So when they become untamed, they, they became, they get their sentience and they're free, right? Maybe? Um, hmm. I, where, where were you going, Josh? I don't know. I was just thinking of them being some sort of duo where can they fight by dancing? I was hoping for that. Is that is that, is that the? Uh... Yes. Okay, we've hit we've struck gold there. Let me let me polish up that gold. What if they still have the flower based powers? Yes. But they like almost conduct these flowers and control these flowers through the act of dance. Well, yeah, I was going to say like if depending on what mode of dance they choose. So like if they're doing a fox trot, they'll summon like fox gloves or some shit. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> speculating you see you see right so mm. pick pick like a type and of when they do maybe. the mashed potato they can summon yeah, potatoes summon mashed potato <laughs> <laughs> fully mashed pre-mashed with you know butter and everything all done and when they twerk they summon uh, <laughs> um twerkenberry if that's a flower getting back to the point though mm. so depending on the dance it would summon a different type of combat flower that would have a specific property that would i don't know help if they dance very intensely for six seconds they can summon a vine 
Yeah, so like if they do like a really <laughs> winding No, li- no, listen. Yeah. If they do like a really winding waltz, they can direct a vine slowly that no one can see and it's just slithering along the floor and everyone's mesmerized on their dance, but what they don't uh, what they don't see is the vine inching slowly towards their target. I like this a lot. Right. Can I throw in a small idea? Yes. I cuz I've I've I'm still thinking of one of our other resolutions which was to have a more direct hero. Yes. We do want punchies. We want punchy mm. kicky. And the idea of a battle plan gave me an idea of like could you imagine like there's going to be a lot of silence in this bit because I'm going to try and figure out the best words to say. Take your Go time. On. One tentacles. Imagine like a transformation sequence. This is the word I was going for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the transformation sequence is made up of a dance. Sure. And depending on the dance they can create a different type of battle plant, and that battle plant can be used, because I'm still on this idea, a suit of armor based around a plant. Yes, Ooh. I was thinking the exact same oh, thing. Good. That's excellent. Good. Yes. It also helps fox gloves. Gloves ah, like that's great. foxes. <laughs> yes. So this duo can summon, like literally like a Dungeons and Dragons summoner. They summon like a plant beast to fight for them. Well, no, I was thinking more like if there's two no, of it them, becomes their armor. one of them Ooh. has their armor turned into some sort of weird plant based. Okay thing that's cool mm. that's also very good i like that i like that but they can also manipulate plants do you think of course well or like manifest them i think so because i'm not entirely sure yet what happens to the other person ah hmm. well because obviously like i'm not sure if the person who can summon the plants creates the armor for the other person to wear which could then make them the flower of the untamed knight Ooh. or Mm. Ah, that's really clever, actually. (laughs) There was there was an anime called um, Pre-Tier that had a concept like that, where basic the the main character was just like a normal girl, but there were seven knights Mm -hmm. that had different elemental powers, and when they, (laughs) it was oddly sexual, but she took their essence into her, Uh, and she would get a different type of uh, armor every episode. mm, Yeah, yeah. Excusez-moi. Yeah, it was a bit weird. She, like, took an orb and suddenly, you know how uh, all the magical girl transformation sequences, they all suddenly are nude. Yeah. Well, okay. But same same sort of principle, you see. Man, She'd the, have, the like, a different cool outfit. Something else. <laughs> Can I pitch a certain flavor for this? What if, okay. what if the Untamed Knight has many different flowers over many different cities over the world? So the, it isn't a couple. But it does take two... Oh, it's dance partners. Yes. Let's say dance partners, which is much more innocent than what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. But maybe... Uh, just what were you going to say, just for the record? Well, maybe they they are um, a world-renowned lover, and they travel the world seeking new partners Dancing and new partners thrills. Dancing partners is better. Okay. I mean, both work. Can we just say they're dance partners, but wink, there's also something else going on. Of wink course. Wink is sometimes fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, it's, just, it's the simple things. But no, I, I really like this idea. So the they dance and then one of them turns into the flower armor, basically. Well, I see, that, that's what I, was, what I was trying to say. Like, mm. there's one untamed knight, but every week, quote unquote, they get a new partner. And those new partners imbue them with a new kind of uh, crime-fighting magic. And of course... That's a great idea. This would allow them... Can we call it like seed dispersion or something? A. Oh, I've only just realized it myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's rife. Rife with imagery. 
that we can take advantage of. <laughs> Let me um, distract for a moment. I, while you've been sort of meandering is, isn't it, the point. So, sorry, Jay, to interrupt your interruption. Go on. Isn't it weird how Dean and I are the ones getting saucy this week? I know. It's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's all right. Well, you're <laughs> accidentally getting saucy. I'm just meanwhile pointing out. <laughs> accidentally I bring out saucy. your potential. <laughs> I like it. You, you're rubbing off on us, which is great. Oh. I've <laughs> Okay, right. Back to my previous interruption. While you were doing that, I was looking up deadliest plants. But top of the list was just tobacco. It's Uh, not wrong. Yeah. uh, I mean, (laughs) is there potential that like one of the armors could kind of spew noxious gas, like really concentrated tobacco? (laughs) No, what it does, it doesn't spew them with noxious gas, but they take a bite out of the armor or like the armor... Who? I'm sorry. Who, when fighting someone, takes a bite out of their armor? Hey, man, you've never heard of a a, like a a fight bite or a battle bite? (laughs) A fight bite? (laughs) No, it happens like when you're fighting someone. I think think I've got one of those on my wrist. (laughs) That shows me what I'm walking, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now listen here you little shit <laughs> how many times have you seen it in a film where someone gets grabbed and how do they get out of the situation they bite the hand suplex them no this is a rest i'm trying to give you a good point an entertaining point listen yeah a fight bite apparently <laughs> this what? fight bite occurs or flex the armor make their way into this uh this villain's bloodstream and then they suddenly get this uncontrollable craving for they don't even know what because they they're not aware of what they're addicted to incapacitating them probably okay but in the very small chance that someone (laughs) doesn't bite them or takes it into their bloodstream another way through the eyes imagine getting tobacco in the eyes you just have no concept of how tobacco and nicotine works do you um, you just rub, rub it on your skin, don't you? Oh, I'm addicted to <laughs> rubbing tobacco on my skin. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nicotine let me see patch. what other plants we've got. Please, uh, save me from this quagmire. Well, the second one on this list is uh, oleander. Yes. Which is, yeah, a beautiful plant known for striking flowers. And... Striking? As in, like, hitting? Or <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Too much wordplay. Tone down the wordplay. It's word another play. toxin one, though. It's another toxin one. Yeah. Oh. Well, yes. O- it requires being eaten. Oleander is famously uh, poisonous. People back in the day used to, well, um, use it all the time to pretty much kill people. It's it's poison. Um, mm. So that's a possibility. I think um, certain tribes in North America used to tip their arrows with it. Mm. Real interesting The third stuff. one might be really good for, like, visually speaking, for armor. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also practically, because it's called the rosary pea. Okay. And um, it's basically like, if you picture rosary beads, but like bright red, and they're sort of hanging out of some um, like pea pods that have popped open. Mm, that sounds neat. And then they're hanging off of like a branch. That sounds kind of like a necklace so, like, or something. So like someone could, yeah, someone could like fire the beads or something. So it's like a, bit, like a, a whip or something. Oh my God. Could you imagine uh, the Untamed Knight going to like a country hoedown or something, and the only thing that <laughs> that they get from this superpower sure. is, like, is like fucking like wheat or vegetables or some shit like that. <laughs> Grab your partner by the hand. Grow vegetables by the pan. Dazzling wordplay. That was the dazzling <laughs> bit. That's when you should have like laughed and cheered and applauded. I was too busy reading a plant that sounds like it would be in this situation. The white snake root. Ooh. 
which was responsible for the death of Abraham Lincoln's mother, Nancy Hanks. That fucking plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Never forget. (laughs) She was poisoned by simply drinking the milk of a cow who had grazed on the plant. Shit. What? That's how poisonous it was. Never drinking milk again? (laughs) Who knows where that cow has been and grazed? Okay, right. We've got a neat power. We've got sort of Mm -hmm. uh, an elevator pitch. The hero that dances for power with partners from all over the world. To get different armors. Um, I'm just wondering, with plants, are we including like fungus? We could. And I'm just thinking of like, you know whenever, this is going to be an odd anecdote, you know whenever you kick a mushroom? (laughs) 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 Josh reveals his particular (laughs) hobbies. It's up there with running through wheat fields. Um, (laughs) Do you measure how many mushrooms you kick on your flight bike? Yeah. Um, Because, like, when you, like, or, like, you accidentally, like, knock one over, which is just as odd, um, Mm. like, it it causes them to spread a bit more, so it kind of, like, causes, like, them to pollinate over the area where it fell, Mm. if you get me. Yeah, like, spores and Could you imagine, like, if someone, if the Untamed Knight had, like, mushroom growing on their body, person knocks it off, and they just keep on growing more mushrooms across the armor, and it kind of becomes, like, an ultimate defense kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm just trying to think... Of a dance th- that relates to mushrooms yes. and fungus. This, this is this is my one mm. issue, is that whilst we also think about these cool plants, we also have to think about what dance would be good for representing. Fucking, that's an issue 10 problem. Meanwhile, we're trying to make <laughs> issue Boking, 1. maybe? Uh, the the hokey cokey. <laughs> there must be like a song or something that relates to mushrooms. Anyway, I want to know who this person is. Who is this hero? Like, we, we need to get some traits, some personality to this person. Okay, well, they're obviously extremely flirty. Suave, mm. I think, would be yes. very high up on our mood board for this character. Mm. Sort of suave, undeniably attractive to all peoples, I think. I feel like they would wear very tight clothing so that the armor isn't obstructed when it forms. Mm. Mm. Or at least there's tight clothing down there, so perhaps one of their power moves is to break into... No, of course, if it's tight clothes for dancing, then they're going to have like those really flashy like dance outfits. Yeah, I was thinking just a basic, like, flamenco tux, so, like, really tight trousers and waistcoat, but then they have the really fluttery sleeves or something. Mm. Like, that's their look. Even though they dance with a wide variety of partners in a wide variety of dances, they're known for that look, I guess. Yes. Or perhaps they could change outfit depending on who they dance with. I don't know, but that's how I'm picturing them in my mind for now. They have to have clothes under the clothes, so they're always prepared for dancing, mm. no matter what I like time. the idea that they change depending on who the dance partner is. It'd be like in Card Captors, where she has to get different uh, yes. costumes. Yeah. Which doesn't have to, but they just get more costumes. Yeah, no, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Why? It's more fun. Why are they fighting crime? Why is the Untamed Knight fighting crime? I feel like we always have to justify this, and it's like, they're a hero. Yeah, I I think yeah. they should just fight crime because they want to. The year is 2017. Bad shit is already going down. Like, it's it's happening directly a year, you know, a year to the day from where we are now. Bad shit is already going down, but it's okay. We have the passion, the beauty, the honor of the Untamed Knight to save us from this decrepit mess of a year in potentia. So not only are they entertaining with with dance and spectacle, but they're also saving people, literally. Of course. I mean, really, what is a dance but saving the soul? <laughs> now, don't don't laugh. Okay. Don't laugh. That's serious. Dance can really really uplift and help people. I I know. I've seen I've seen like the first five minutes of uh, Welcome to the Ballroom. <laughs> Josh gets it. <laughs> and not beyond it. <laughs> yeah, nothing beyond it. Oh, <laughs> um. 
So I think we've worked out a little bit of a, a character. They fight crime. <laughs> yeah, we just said they fight crime. They fight crime. crime. Yep. Um, they're a suave as hell uh, individual who travels the world. Maybe they um maybe they come from like a line of knights, but they are they are turning their back on the very stifling old fettered uh, traditions. Oh, maybe they. So the tradition they came from perhaps was that like the knight and their squires who were trained to be their partners would create the armor but what they've done instead is they they just travel the world and dance with random you know fair dance partners who don't know a thing about what they're going to be doing armor wise but they're just like no i see the potential in you they're all about what if they are about sort of like community but on like a massive scale they're fighting against their tradition, which is the, the knight-squire pairing. Because, well, they're not the kind of individual who's going to be with a partner for their entire life. Maybe that's literally part of their motivation. They want to, they literally want to meet new people all the time. And mm-hmm. not only are they doing that through dance, with new dance partners wherever they go, new partners wherever they go. But also... Stop twisting this! By, uh, like, meeting these <laughs> these communities that they're saving from criminals such as turning to josh um the horns end and who's the horns oh end? well oh they are no here we go they are a goat themed villain that is a master of tap dance and they ha- i like how he turned to us to ask us and just went off anyway yeah he gave me a name and i'm taking it um okay. but it's, it's my own name as well he's just throwing it back yeah. at me <laughs> But what if they're a tap tap dancing goat that is like international level <laughs> tap dancer? Okay. And because they have four um, hooves, he needs uh they need, sorry. Um I'm sorry, they're actually a goat, they're not like a goat person, they're just they're, a goat. They're a, goat? a bully goat. Okay. Oh uh, why? They have four hooves, they need four feet to fight them. They get the partner in, they fight this goat. <laughs> okay. You missed out a key part there. What? You said they get four feet, they fight this goat. What? Well, I'm, by that I mean they have themselves and their partner. That's what they always do. You're going to have to specify how this is different. Because <laughs> they're a goat. Do they transform into a goat? No, I mean they fight a goat. They're, they're, they're actually a goat. They're just a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, you lost me there. I'm lost. It, it was a weak pitch. Yes. C- c- can I pitch you the horns in? Yes. Please. Which is based off a blowing of a horn mm-hmm. and being like some sort of rallying cry. Right. This is better. So I think um, the horns end could be more of a. Whilst Untamed Knight kind of captivates its audience with dance and kind of speaks to them through movement, mm-hmm. I think the horns end could speak to them through literally speaking and try and control communities that way. Oh, so mm. they're using sound. Yes, ah. and the horn is kind of like a, um, I don't want to do impression of a horn, like a kind of horn. And that would be a really good foil because it's really hard to dance if the rhythm is just off. Or if there's zero mm. rhythm. Well, yeah. But I'm saying like if they fought against a villain who's constantly like changing the, the tempo and type of rhythm that they're using in their their sound waves or whatever, then dancing to that, like as much as you try and ignore noise... And focus mm. on like your internal rhythm. That's still really difficult. It is. Ooh. So it'd be hard to like create their armor to fight them. This is a good idea. We got one villain. Um. What? What else do you? Well, no. 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 We have two villains. Do we? Yeah. Because another one's just a goat. <laughs> just a. Maybe they go to like um 
a, a really rural village somewhere way out of the way. <laughs> this is what happens when he when they go to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it, it, can, it can be it can be kind of be like a comedy kind of I issue i am not drawing the hoedown uh, they go to a hoedown it'll be a free comic book day and issue yeah they just happen to run into a goat who won't let them go past <laughs> to the buffet table or something and then there's like a hilarious dance off against the goat yeah there we go so we have we have two villains we're fine. there we go do we have a third villain or oh we started off this wanting there to be like a romance and all we've got so far is that they are very romantic but i don't see a particular romance in there mm-hmm. so then because because yeah even though they travel in the world we should have some kind of like central point where they always return to has to be someone with two left feet sure surely they have to <laughs> physically have two left feet <laughs> <laughs> Like like the toe on the right side of their right foot. And it'll look disgusting. Mm. And then we'll get Jay to draw it and it'll be great. <laughs> you ruined this. <laughs> it would be someone who is like a hero who is always looking for something new and looking to connect with people. Mm. Oh, so, so you like the um the romance to be with another hero? Mm. Well, no, I'm just I'm just sort of thinking out loud. Um that that is BBRP. Yeah, that is the whole concept of this podcast. <laughs> Thinking extremely loudly and loud. extremely badly. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what kind of person they'd be like attracted to, or would be attracted to them. It's, it'd be real easy to go with like the bookish type who. No, no, can't no. Dance. I was gonna say it has to be someone they keep bumping into around the world. It'd be a rival then, surely. Do you think? I was about to say. Ooh. Yeah, actually, that's good. Like, but then they can't be two left feet. Well, maybe it's a musician. Oh, what, and they keep constantly playing the shows? Maybe. Um, ooh, what if it's a musician? What if it's like a... Uh, trying to think of a very good instrument to dance to. Like like a fiddle player, a violinist, or like a, cell- a cellist? What about flute? Mm, it's a little light, a little dainty to dance mm. to. You want something with... Drums. <laughs> Saxophone. <laughs> saxophone. Oh, we're st- we're sticking with the the, the romance themes. It's got to be a saxophone. Oh, that's true. We want to go full cheesy romance. <laughs> Has to be a saxophone. It's a saxophonist, and they they were teamed up with uh, the Untamed Knight for the longest time. They would travel. Um, they would uh, ab- abide by them, even when they had new partners. It would be a tr- a trio situation. Right. But maybe there's like a jealousy angle. Um, maybe they promised what well, maybe they promised one another that they would not grow too attached and that this did indeed have an end, but they were simply lying to themselves. Mm, I, well, I kind of want to go with Josh's idea of them being like rivals. So maybe this, uh, saxophonist is actually the player for someone else. Ooh. Oh, okay. Right. What if the rival is a different character, but... Um, yeah, the, that's what I was going for. Yeah, the rival and the um, and the untamed knight are uh, going all over the world, doing these dances, butting heads on the dance floor, not physically, possibly. But the saxophonist is always playing for the rival. Yeah. But sort of maybe there's a little bit more of a deeper connection between the untamed knight and the saxophonist. But I the, think so. But the saxophonist... Oh, okay, go on. I was just going to mention how the the, the saxophonists literally cannot dance. Like, they're yeah. unable to. But and... they have sound. Now, who has sound in this story? Ooh. The goat. The goat. No, not the goat. <laughs> 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 
um, the horns end. Yes, so maybe in their jealousy, perhaps they mm. team up with this villain to get to get back at. I don't like that. I want no? I want them to be in love, but they both only realize it, but when it's too late. When yeah, so there could okay maybe they don't team up. Maybe it's like the horns end manipulates the saxophonist um, into doing. How about something. the Hmm. What if? What, wait, wait. What were you going to say, Josh? I was going to say about the horns and somehow getting hold of the like crowd or like the judges. Because mm. I'm guessing this is, it might be a competition kind yeah. of dance thing. But I don't know. I don't like that. I'm not sure if I even want the horns end to really be involved in like the dancing competition yeah, side. No. What if like the horns end is separate from the dancing? So you have the untamed knight, you have the rival, and then you have the saxophonist playing for the rival, but untamed knight needs the saxophonist to crack down on the horns end for a separate non-dance related caper but the rival is very protective of the saxophonist for some reason wait 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 why do they need the saxophonist to take down the i'm, I'm painting in broad strokes here okay well no why <laughs> do they specifically need the saxophonist maybe oh because the um the horns end is all about like non-rhythmic sounds, and so in order for um, the untamed knight to take down the horns, and they need music to be played live for them. They can't concentrate on their own internal metronome, so they need the uh, the saxophonist to play for them, and so they can beat them. But the real the real brain noodle is trying to figure out why the rival would want to give them up. I think we've overcomplicated it, perhaps. Maybe. Mm. Have we co- overcomplicated this uh, very simple hero? Send us a tweet at BBR <laughs> underscore podcast. <laughs> Solve our problems for us. Please. We we are but mortals who somehow f- throw this together in the, the space of about 45 minutes. Are we really ending it then? <laughs> uh, w- w- is there a place you would like to end it? I'd like to rewind and uh, just erase all the stuff about the rival and the saxophonist. Sure, it's Let's gone. Let's leave it up to the audience how, <laughs> how the saxophonist is involved. That's the creative process. We, we should mention that. Sometimes you, you go down the rabbit hole expecting gold and all you get is rabbit droppings. And that's fine. Is that, is that a well-known thing? It's, it's a well-known... Is that what Alice in Wonderland was about? <laughs> Oh, he's, he's late, all right, for a very important date <laughs> with the toilet. So thank you so much for listening to our uh, podcast all about a dancing hero and some really bad metaphors. You can help us out, if you would like, by listening to Josh tell you about <laughs> all the ways you can help us in the credits. Uh, but I will mention you can follow us on Twitter, at BBR underscore podcast, as I mentioned earlier, and you can get uh, various updates about uh, our episodes. You can see... All of our recommendations from uh, earlier in the flesh, quote unquote, on the screen. And you can see Jade's illustration of this hero that she'll post on the Friday after this episode goes out. I'm actually really looking forward to drawing this one. I bet you are. Mm. Isn't that neato? Neato burrito. I got two left veto. So, <laughs> what? before we go, what's your favorite dance, everybody? What is um, the, awkward, the awkward shuffle that I always do with my hands firmly at my hips. Just click amazing yeah. jade 
Little side to side, little side to side. I've always wanted to learn to do the Charleston, but I have not a single bit of rhythm in my body. Cha <laughs> cha. When I was a kid, I really liked breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> looking at, what? looking at it, not doing it. But I think everyone who grew up in the late nineties saw it and it flipped their lid. Not everyone. I, I grew up. I grew up in the nineties. Did you flip your lid at breakdancing? No. Well, that Run DMC <laughs> that that was it, man. Imagine I did lose my shit at voguing though. Oh, now that see all these wonderful dance opportunities that Untamed Night can take advantage of, mm-hmm. and I'll leave it to our wonderful, wonderful audience to imagine the various other dancers, various other, and I'll leave it to our wonderful audience <laughs> to imagine all the dancers around the world that Untamed Night could be doing. And the flowers and the plants that they could be conjuring from them. You have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm Dean DMC McKnight. <laughs> um, I'm Jade Charleston Sarston. <laughs> oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, and I'm Josh Razamataz Randall. Ah, oh, good night, everybody. And um, a ratatata. Just keep dancing just keep spinning just keep spinning you have been listening to bitten by a radioactive podcast episode 29 the romance novel name generator has been presented by dean mcknight jade sarson and me, Josh Randall. Uh, it's been edited all by me this week. Um, and I suppose Dean's already mentioned the Twitter, but just does leave me the job of mentioning the iTunes account, um, where if you leave us a review, we will take the name that you leave on that review and we'll throw it into the name generator for one of our episodes. So that's that. Hope everyone has a good week and we'll see you again next week on... Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. <laughs>